the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Prayers Heard in Heaven. God wants to raise up an army of believers whose prayer shakes the nation and the nations of the world. God wants you to shake the evil out of its dwelling place in your family, in your workplace, in the nation. Prayers Heard in Heaven is a teaching ministry teaching God's people to pass blessings with prayer. In the fifth chapter of James, the Bible tells us to pray for one another that we may be healed and that the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous person availeth much. The following program, Prayers Heard in Heaven, with speaker and teacher Valerie Sneed, will help you learn to pray fervently and effectively and truly see results in prayer. Valerie Sneed, with Prayers Heard in Heaven, starts now. Today, I want to impart to you how to take off with a passion, a love, a zeal in your heart to serve God in a relationship of dynamic power, doing the works of God with miracles, signs, and wonders following you. And the life of our brother Paul, who wrote most of the New Testament, we see a life of power, of miracles and signs, of God's presence. It's obvious in his life, Paul proves that Jesus has raised him from the dead by the miracles, the signs, and the great wonders. What motivated him to the life that he lived to serve God as he did? Philippians three twelve to 14, Paul says this, Not as though I had already attained, either were perfect. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. What is the prize of the high calling that motivated Brother Paul? To understand, I want to take you to a time in the future, a time when the world is different. It's changed than what we know Right now, a time that God has prepared to for all who overcome the trying circumstances of life and serve the Lord. Revelations 21, 1 to 7 gives us insight. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming forth from God out of heaven prepared as a bride adorned for a husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. And God himself shall be with them and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, no more sorrow, no more crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things have passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. 
He said unto me, Write these words. They are true and faithful. And he said unto me, It is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. And I give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. He that overcometh shall inherit all things. I will be his God, and he shall be my son. Jesus said, It is done. I am the beginning and the end. And he that overcometh will inherit all things. This is at a time when the world has changed as we know it. Aren't things even changing right now? It's moving in that direction to be a completely changed world. This is the high calling that God has prepared for you. This is your destiny where you will serve with the Lord forever. So what must we do to receive all things and inherit our destiny? We need a change viewpoint. We must see things from God's point of view, his endless point of view. There are seven events in God's endless, his eternal view that God has planned for you that will lead you to your destiny in God. There is no exception in following the series of events that will take place for you. First of all, it began with your birth. You entered the physical realm at that time and place appointed by God. Jeremiah 1.5, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nation. Your destiny life begins. And that word prophet there doesn't mean male or female. It's just speaking of a person. I appointed you as a prophet to the nation. This is our destiny. The Bible says, Paul says, to long for prophecy. Each person should prophesy, maybe not to the nation, but should prophesy because we have the Holy Spirit. But he says, I've appointed you. And he's talking about, we will speak to all nations. First Thessalonians five twenty three, And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord. Secondly, your life. All your days were prepared for you in your life. Psalms 139.16. Your eyes saw me unformed. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. You are created by God in his image for a life of purpose. Ephesians 2.10, we are God's handiwork created in Christ to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. God has wired us with desires and passions and dreams of purpose. Galatians 3.11, he has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity in the human heart, yet no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to end. Out of the heart flows God's destiny. Proverbs 4.23, keep the heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life. Psalms 37.4, delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. You make decisions on how you will live your life and response to the call of Christ. Your destination is determined by your faith in God. Romans 10.9, if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus Christ, and shall believe in thy heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. John 3.18 But he that believeth not is condemned already, 
because he that hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. There are only two destinations, heaven or hell. Now, for some people, their eternal history ends there. Matthew 25, 6, And these shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. Now, for some people, their eternal history ends there. But for those that believe their eternal history has just begun. Your new resurrected body. In eternity, every person receives a resurrected body, an immortal body. John 1, 3, 2. Beloved, now we are the sons of God, and it doeth not yet appear what we shall be. But we shall know when he shall appear. We shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. A body that can walk through walls. John 20 and 19. Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, while the disciples were assembled for the fear of the Jews, came Jesus and stood in the midst and saith unto them, Peace be unto you. A body that cannot die. No more tears. No more pain. No more sorrow. There is a new Jerusalem that's coming forth. In the day that we're living, the time, Jesus said there would be perilous times. I think we can look around and see perilous times. There is so much going on in the world. But Revelations 21, 4 says, God will wipe away all tears from your eyes. And there shall be no more death, no more sorrow, no more crying. Neither shall there be any more pain for the former things are passed away. A body that shines forth the glory of God. Bless his holy name. God is raising up a church that walks in the passion and the love of God. It is instilled in their hearts. Bless his holy name. God is lifting the church to a state of tremendous power right now. And all those who are watching and waiting, they live with expectation. This is an important day to live with expectation in your heart, Abraham lived with expectation in his heart. And God changed his name to Abram. But he lived with a hope, a hope that has expectation. It's a hope that's alive. It's a hope that's full of faith. It's not a dead hope at all. It's full of the power of Almighty God. It has an expectation. It looks forward to the future with hope, believing that God is going to do a new thing. With everything that is going on around us, if we look in our Bible, the church has all the answers as to what is going on and what will happen. If anyone asks you what is going to happen, the new Jerusalem is coming forth. The Messiah is about to appear. He is about to manifest in this realm. But before he does, there will be revival. There will be church services where the room, the temple is filled with his glory. This is a church that's coming forth that the unity in the body of Christ will be renewed. You see, there is power in unity. And the last thing that the enemy wants is for the church to be unified and to understand its eternal destiny, understanding that the Messiah is coming forth Coming forth to do what? To receive the bride because the church was born in great power. And so God is raising up the remnant right now to walk in the power and the manifestation of miracles and signs and wonders. And how can we do that? Our heart must be set on Holy Ghost fire with the passion and love 
of God. And how do we get that passion and love? Well, there is one who loves the Messiah passionately. Jesus said, the Father loves me, and I love the Father. Well, the Holy Spirit has a passionate love. It's the Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit has a passionate love for the Son. And if we want that passionate love, if we want to be on fire, have a zeal to serve him and take off running, doing the works of God, we have to have in our hearts a passionate love for the Messiah. And the only way you can have that passionate love is the Holy Spirit. He said, the Father loves me. That's the golden key in the relationship that you desire to have with the Messiah. No one can preach you into it. No one can lay hands on you and bring you into it. That's not going to happen. You can't run down the aisle on Sunday morning and receive it. It's not going to happen that way. The way we receive a passion and love for the Messiah is by the Holy Spirit. That's by crying out to God, Lord, by the power of the Holy Spirit, give me a passionate love for the Messiah, a love with a fire that's blazing, that never goes out, that I would serve you with my whole heart, that I would have a zeal every day to live and fulfill the destiny, the purpose that you have for my life. The only way you're going to get that passion is by the Holy Spirit. And there is no other way. Crying out to him until you receive it. Not crying out and saying, well, I called out and I didn't get it. No, you cry out to God until you receive it. And don't you stop until you are on Holy Ghost fire to serve him. Because when you do that, you will see that miracles, signs, and wonders begin to follow. Because you will, as you cry out, at some point, you are going to be consumed by the fire of his love. And your love for the Messiah is going to consume the heart. And when it does, we will serve him. When it does, we will be obedient to the word. And so, this year, in 2022, as you invest yourself in the word of God, as you invest yourself in the Bible, as you invest a daily walk with the Lord, crying out for a passionate love, God is going to make a transfer into your heart. The Holy Spirit is going to kindle the fire that is there. He is going to kindle it on a daily basis. Jesus said, these that drink of the living water will never thirst. The living water is something that we must drink of on a daily basis. On a daily basis, we come into his presence. We study the word. We pray before him. As we do this, we're drinking of the living water. And there is never a thirst. Remember David found himself in a dry place? He hungered and he thirsted. He found himself in a dry place in Psalm 63. Maybe when you have an opportunity, you can read that. It's an amazing a Psalms, what David wrote. When you find yourself in a dry place and you, you feel like, well, where is God? I don't even feel his presence anymore. I'm not even sure that he's there for me. 
as a time for repentance, as a time to go back and cry out to God and draw close. God wants his children walking in a communion relationship. It's not just for sitting on the bench and warming the bench. That's not what the church was created for. We're not there just to warm the bench and have a few baby showers and some really good meetings and build some really nice buildings. That's not what we're there for. Nice buildings are great. Baby showers are wonderful. Going to the service is great. But we are to be endued with power from on high. Once you have given your life to Christ, what you have inside of you, if you are obedient to the voice of God, If you invest yourself in the word of God, you are going to rise up in power by the Holy Spirit, by the power of almighty God and miracles, signs and wonders will follow you. The Bible says it follows those who believe it's time that you stepped into your destiny. That's the title of today's message. Your appointment with destiny is set. Oh, bless his holy name. God is drawing the church with his love. He says, from days of old, from ancient times, with love have I drawn you. He's drawing us into a more intimate relationship because in the days where we are right now, a communion relationship is vitally important because your appointment with destiny is set. It's already on track. God is moving you to a communion relationship, a journey with him to go to another dimension, to step past the finishing line, to go higher than where you are right now. It's going to take an encounter with God. Are you ready for an encounter with God to meet your appointed destiny? Because it's set. Are you ready for an encounter with God right in your life right now, right where you are? Well, God is ready for you to have that experience with him. Bless his holy name. There has to be some type of experience. There has to be an encounter with God. Something has to happen for us to go into another dimension. We don't just fall into it. We begin to seek him with our whole heart. You begin to cry out to him. If you don't have a passionate love, you say, Valerie, I don't have that kind of love. That's why you're crying out to him. Lord, give me. Holy Spirit, give me the passionate love that you have for the Messiah. I want a burning in my heart. (laughs) Jeremiah said he couldn't stop talking about him. Remember when he was just so mistreated for talking about God and telling the people what God was going to do? They didn't want to hear what God was going to do. And so he said they mistreated him so bad, throwing him into prison and all the things that they did to him, hold him captive. After he got out, Jeremiah said, I'm not talking about him anymore. I'm not saying not one more word about him. I'm paraphrasing, if you will. But then he said, it's like fire in my bones. (laughs) When he tried not to talk about God, it was like fire in his bones. He could not help himself. He had to talk about God. He could not contain it. We want to be so on fire within that we cannot contain the word of God. We've got to tell somebody about him. We've got to testify to someone. We've got to lay hands on someone. We have to pray someone through their deliverance. We have to touch the nations of the world through prayer. 
through prayer, you can touch the nations of the world. God will give you territory, assigned you, give you appointed assignments to pray, and you will see results by what you are praying. It is that appointed time for you to meet the destiny that God has set in place for you. That destiny is to walk in the power of God for miracles, signs, and wonders to follow you. Because that's what the word says. Miracles, signs, and wonders follow those who believe. God only has one requirement, only one. He makes it very, very simple, very, very simple to walk in a communion relationship. He is fully committed to us, and we must be fully committed to him. He's completely in love with each of us. And so he has one requirement, that we love him back that we have a mutual love. That mutual love will bring you into a communion relationship with God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. The church has a divine destiny. God is raising up the remnant to walk in power. Our church services are going to be set on Holy Ghost fire. The glory of the Lord is going to be seen and revival is going to overtake the nation. The heavens are lining up with the earth. See, God moves in cycles. He moves at a pointed time. There are seasons for what God does. This is an appointed season. And right now, God is preparing the hearts of the church. He is preparing our hearts. And so it's important that whatever God is doing That's what we're doing, that God is aligning the hearts of the remnant with his heart. And so that's what's important for us to be doing right now. The Bible says, rend your heart. Remember the days when the kings would rend their garment? The Bible says, rend your heart. God wants us to rend our heart and not our garment. Bless his holy name. God is lifting up a church that's going to walk in such dynamic power. But in order to do that, we must prepare the way. John the Baptist said, prepare ye the way for the coming of the Lord. See, the heart of man had to be prepared for the Messiah to come forth. We're right at that threshold again. And so the Lord is saying today, prepare ye the way for the coming of the Lord, for the Holy Spirit to move in your heart, for the Holy Spirit to rise up, for miracles, signs, and wonders to follow your prayer life. It follows those who believe. And so God is calling you to rend your heart, to step into the time of appointed destiny, to move in the timing that God is moving in as he prepares the hearts of his people to do the mighty works. Jesus said, as I was sent, now I send you. Jesus was sent and the relationship of mutual love with the Father. He said, I love the Father, and the Father loves me. They had a mutual relationship. He was walking in communion with God. So often, Jesus was found going off by himself, having prayer. Jesus knew where the battlefield was. He knew what he had to face in the world. And so he knew the battlefield was in prayer. It wasn't when the Pharisees approached him. It wasn't when he got out on the scene and he was among the people. His battlefield was in prayer. See, he knew his appointed destiny. We must know where the battlefield is. Your battlefield is in prayer. That's where you battle. 
against the enemy. And then when you arrive at work, when you arrive in wherever it is that you're going, wherever it is that you have to face a circumstance that seems so difficult, a fire that's seven times hotter, the courtroom, the surgery room, wherever it is, you will have already won because the battle is fought on your knees. The battle is won in prayer. You have an appointed destiny, and this is your time to begin to walk in great power as Jesus was sent. Now he sends you, the remnant church, to walk in the power of Almighty God. Remember now, you're crying out, Lord, Holy Spirit, I need the passionate love that you have for the Messiah. Kindle the fire in my heart, the love that you, Lord, have for the Messiah. Jesus said, the Father loves me, and I love the Father. We must have that same relationship with God. We must love the Son as God loves the Son, and we must love the Father. We're talking about coming into a communion relationship of power. I'm Valerie Sneed with Prayers Heard in Heaven, teaching God's people to pray. You've been listening to Valerie Sneed with Prayers Heard in Heaven. If you missed any of the program, listen next Sunday evening at 5.30. For more information about their weekly live prayer call, visit their website at prayersheardinheaven.org. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.